For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Jack Anderson. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we give an update on campus COVID-19 cases and hear about the town of Princeton's Cannabis Task Force. It's Thursday, December 2nd. On Tuesday, 18 undergraduate students tested positive for COVID-19 and were moved to isolation housing. This is the largest single-day total of undergraduate positive cases at the university since the start of the pandemic and brings us to a total of 59 undergraduates who've tested positive between November 24th and November 30th. As of last Friday, isolation housing was 35% full, up from roughly 10% the week before, but 37 undergraduates have tested positive since then. In all likelihood, more cases in the coming days could put a significant strain on the university's isolation housing situation. There will be a student-only vaccine booster clinic open today from 3 to 6 p.m. The clinic will be open to walk-ins and offer the Moderna booster shot, which is available to all eligible students regardless of what vaccine they received previously. The clinic will also be open next Tuesday from 2 to 6. This week, the Princeton Town Council's Cannabis Task Force made its first presentation to the Princeton community. Daybreak's Hope Perry sat down to hear about the meeting from Leah Opperman, who's been covering the story for the Prince. So Tuesday, you attended the virtual Princeton Town Council meeting. What was one big takeaway from the meeting? One big takeaway from the meeting was that it was the first time that the Cannabis Task Force ended up presenting their ideas to the public at the meeting. Okay, so that's that's a pretty big deal. What did they present on to the community? They presented on a lot of things. They had about an hour of presentation, but there were three main things that they definitely talked about. One was that out of the six licenses, cannabis licenses that can be offered in New Jersey, they're focusing on two, one being retail and another one being medical marijuana. As well as that, they have decided to focus on equity as a major, major force in the task force. Basically, this means that in hiring people, they want to make sure that equity is a, a main goal. And they also are focusing on the war on drugs and helping communities of color within the task force. But another main thing was that a lot of people after this hour, hour of deliberation about the task force, there were a lot of people who had public comments and concerns about opening dispensaries in Princeton. Okay, so uh, how, how long did the public comment go on? Were, was anyone supportive or was it just criticism? It was, so the public comment went on for about two hours. The meeting in total was about three hours. It was about an hour of presenting in just the logistics of bringing dispensaries to Princeton, how that would pan out. And then it was two hours of just opened public comments. Each person would have three minutes and they would only be allowed to speak once. And the comments, I would say there were slightly more against than for, but there was people on both ends of the spectrum. I know that there was one person who said that there is already cannabis in Princeton, even if it's not there, like because of dispensaries. So it would be better to have it there in a safer way, in a way that's regulated through the dispensaries. But then there were also a lot of people against the dispensaries. I know there were a few people, a part of the Asian American community who spoke and felt that they weren't represented in the task force because there are no Asian Americans on the task force and people who felt that it would be dangerous to the community and to the children in the community. Although the task force did say that it would be at least 250 feet from schools and school areas. They wouldn't have any dispensaries near there. And that the primary goal is to offer cannabis in a safe way, a lot of people still were worried. Okay, great. Thank you so much for joining us back here on Daybreak, Leah. Thank you.
Off campus, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments yesterday in a case that could have massive ramifications for abortion laws in the United States. The case centers on a Mississippi state law that prohibits abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, which had been opposed in lower courts. This sort of law is currently unconstitutional over Roe v. Wade. As a refresher, that 1973 case saw the court determine that women have the constitutional right to an abortion during the first two trimesters of pregnancy. Should the Mississippi law be upheld, the Roe v. Wade precedent will be under serious threat. Mississippi has since enacted a law banning abortions after six weeks. The state hopes that the court will ultimately reverse its decision on Roe v. Wade and allow states to decide their own abortion laws. It's going to be a little warmer today, with partly sunny skies and a high of 57 degrees. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode is written by Wilson Kahn and produced under the 145th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Jack Anderson. Have a wonderful day.